The following episode was originally uploaded to YouTube. For more on role-playing games, board game playthroughs, and video games, please see Black Belt Gaming on YouTube. Hey everybody, this is Robert from Black Belt Gaming. In my last video, I talked about the player character race, the dwarf. As a player, you can play a dwarf. We talked about the ability scores, the minimum and maximum values, what class you could be, and what some of the racial abilities were. Well, now I'd like to kind of quickly run through the other races. I could spend a lot of time on these, but I just don't think it's that necessary. I'm really going to be highlighting any surprises or anything that really stands out from other editions of Dungeons & Dragons. So what you see here is a picture from the Monster Manual. It's uh, talking about elves. Well, um, <clears throat> one of the special abilities that elves have is they have a 90% resistance to sleep and charm spells. That's very good. So sleep spells, charm spells, 90% resistance. Another thing is when they employ a bow, anything other than a crossbow, they're going to get a plus one on their die rolls to attack with it. And this is also true if they use a short or a long sword. So they're pretty good. You can see from the picture there, one's got a bow and one's got a long sword. They have a plus one bonus to hit with those. They have uh, infravision. And they have the ability to, at times, detect secret doors. It's not automatic, but they do have a chance to do that. And let's move on here to some of the other races as well. Um, much like the dwarves, uh, we have gnomes. Well, here's a picture of the gnome from the Monster Manual. The gnomes are kind of cousins to the dwarves, and they also have a few things uh, unique about them in the book. They are highly resistant to magic. Um, I don't see anything about them being especially resistant to any kind of poison. Going back to dwarves, I talked about dwarves having a bonus to their saving throws against magic, but I neglected to mention they also have a bonus on saves against toxins and you know poisons and such. But gnomes share that magical resistance. Uh, they get a bonus on some saving throws. They have infravision. And they do have some abilities like the dwarf to detect slopes and unsafe walls and approximate depth underground, but not to the exact uh, level of expertise that dwarves do. In melee combat, a gnome is going to add one to their attacks, one on their die roll, when they're fighting kobolds or goblins. Dwarves, I neglected to mention this about dwarves, dwarves also get a bonus in melee combat, and dwarves get that bonus against half-orcs, goblins, hobgoblins, and orcs. Uh, 
And both the gnomes and the dwarves get a bonus to their defense when they are fighting against some larger creatures, such as ogres and titans and giants and other things. So those are all spelled out here in the in the book. Let's move on to halflings. Well, halflings are about half the size of a human. They also have these bonus uh, resistances to magic, magic saving throws, and to poisons, much like the much like the dwarf. They don't have the plus to hit and the and the defensive uh, bonuses to combat like gnomes and dwarves do. They uh, have infravision, so they can see somewhat in the in the dark. And one of the things about the halflings, uh, when they're alone and they're not in anything loud like metal armor or anything, or if they're just well ahead of the party and kind of scouting out ahead they can move very very quietly and they have a good chance to surprise uh, any monsters that may they may uh, detect so there we go with the halflings let's uh, just have a brief word about half elves and half orcs I don't really have a good picture of a half orc other than what's sketched here in the player's handbook. This is a picture of actual or orcs from the monster manual. Just imagine something like this crossed with a human. The half orcs are a crossbreed. Uh, I believe they were removed in second edition Dungeons and Dragons uh, because of issues of rape and I think they just wanted to pull that kind of topic out of the game. Um, half orcs have infravision up to 60 and they have some bonuses to uh, strength and constitution but uh, a penalty to charisma and that's about it half elves well it's a elf and human uh, mix they only have about a 30% resistance to the sleep and charm unlike the pure-blood elves which have the 90% resistance. Uh, they do have the infravision up to 60 and they can detect secret doors I think much like in in the ways that the uh, the elves can. So what about humans? We're gonna talk a little bit more about humans in a moment this is the character race. It shows the minimum and maximum values for each of the ability scores. and It starts with strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, constitution, charisma. Um, there are a few interesting caps. For example, a half-orc really shouldn't have a charisma over 12. Uh, however, their minimum constitution is 13. That's that's very different. Most of the ranges you're going to see from 3 to 18, but you can kind of see the spread here. Let's take a look at the classes. Well, what you see here is the race table, and it's talking about class level limitations. This is something that you don't see in later editions so much. Uh, to help balance those special abilities that some of the races were getting, um, Humans didn't have those. They couldn't see in the dark. They didn't have any special resistances or any special bonuses in combat. So 
what you've got here are level limits. And as we see here with Cleric, we talked about, or at least my surprise, that uh, if there is a level listed in parentheses, that means it's for an NPC only. So no Dwarven Clerics, no Elven player character Clerics, no Gnome Clerics, only NPCs there. Uh, half Elven, yes. If we move over here, Halfling is just completely no. Half Orc is four. And you can kind of run down the list and take a look at some of these others. So if you're a Dwarf, you can pretty much be a Fighter, Thief, or Assassin. If you're an Elf, you can be a Fighter, or a Magic User, or a Thief, or an Assassin. If you're a Gnome, Fighter, Illusionist, which is a special kind of Magic User focusing on Illusion spells, Thief, and Assassin. Half-Elf. you got a little more options as a Half-Elf. You can be a cleric, but you're capped at five. You can be a druid as high as you want to be. You can be a fighter. You can be a ranger. You can be a magic user. No illusionist. And you have the full range available to you for thief. And you can be a pretty high level assassin up to level 11. Halflings, not much, not many options here. Fighter, maximum of level six. Thief Unlimited. Some of these little footnotes you'll see, it references down here and it talks about uh, ability scores. And if you don't have an 18, if you have a 17 or below a 17, that number can drop. So you might actually be capped at 4. Or if you have a 17, it might be a 5. And then if you have the 18, you can go all the way to level 6. So it's pretty harsh. You're kind of locked in at the lower levels. Half work. You can be a cleric, but only up to level four. Fighter level ten. Thief eighth level, and assassin. You can go as high as you want to go. Well, here you can see the flexibility of the humans. You've got no limits on you whatsoever. So whatever you want to play, you can go as high as you can go. You know. Try to survive as long as you can, get the highest level character that you can reach. So that's one of the benefits of being a human. Finally, as I call it, we have the racism chart. <laughs> we take a look at the different races and kind of cross-reference it here to see how everybody gets along in general. And you can see that uh, dwarves, well, they, they kind of have an aversion to elves like we said, and they have a hatred of half-orcs. Uh, moving over to elves. Elves have a bit of an aversion to dwarves. And I don't really see any H's there, so no outright hatred for the other races. Uh, gnomes. Gnomes hate half-orcs. Half-elves uh, get along with most of the races, however they have a little bit of an aversion to the half-orc. Uh, halflings. Halflings, well, they don't have any strong hatred towards anyone, so they get along with most of the other races. Half-orcs, uh, hatred of dwarves, an aversion to elves, hatred of gnomes, an aversion to half-elves, and they kind of get along with everybody else okay. 
humans are pretty open to everybody. They kind of tolerate half-elves and they kind of tolerate half-orcs. But uh, they can really get along with anybody. So once again, humans are the most flexible there. Well, I think that'll wrap up the basics on the different races. And the next video, I think I'm going to start going over classes. And along with the class, I might talk a little bit about the primary uh, ability scores uh, for those cl different classes. What kind of ability score is used the most and what kind of weapons and armor and abilities each of the classes have. So uh, I think I'll stop there. And level limits, that is an interesting topic that can lead to lengthy, lengthy discussions. So interesting to hear from any of you uh, guys watching this, if you played with those level limitations as they were in the book. And um, did you see any surprises on the charts about which race could do what as far as a uh, profession? One of the ones that surprised me, if I flip it back here a little bit, uh, it was interesting to see that uh, a halfling could be, you could have an NPC druid. I used to think that druids were human only, so that was kind of a, an interesting thing to notice. But quite a few races, you know, you had your uh, dwarf, elf, and gnome. You, you couldn't be a cleric in any of those races. That's something that's definitely changed, and even changed during the lifetime of first edition when uh, Unearthed Arcana came out. Thanks for watching, everybody. I'll catch you later for some more AD&D.